Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John for a special bonus episode. This is our first episode on 28 Hours. You're getting it free this week, then if all goes well, next week part two will be up on Patreon. So if you want to hear more of our juicy hot takes, you gotta pay the seven dollars. Yeah. Uh yeah, again, we'll see. I'm still hesitant about the viability of this Patreon. I don't know. Some exciting things could be happening. Sure. Our audience knows they want to make sure we actually upload for a month straight before they dedicate themselves to any such thing. That is true, but we have like five months of episodes ready to go, so... That's not exactly true. We have like a month. Well, you you gotta overpromise and overdeliver. Well, don't you... No, no, no. That's not the quote. And you know that's not the quote. Also, don't you think there's an Adventures in Odyssey episode about not over-embellishing the truth and about lying? Is there? Okay. Is there an Adventures in Odyssey episode about lying? May I remind you, we just did the Tangled Web episode, which is certainly about the problems of lying. Hmm. You know, John, you might have a good point. No, don't do that. Just admit that you lied, and let's keep moving, and say you're sorry, and that should you really be hosting an Odyssey podcast if you're going to lie without recognition of it? Well, there's another reason we'll get to later in this episode why I probably shouldn't be hosting an Odyssey podcast, but we'll get to that when we get to it. You you didn't say, Will, did you lie just now? Are we really going to do this? Yes, did you lie? <laughs> I may have overblown the truth. And would Wit have liked that? Probably not. Say you're sorry. I'm I'm sorry to our audience. Good. Now see audience, this is what we have to demand of Will. 
Transparency. Okay, let's move on. Thanks, I think. Anyway, anyway so uh, 28 Hours is the first album-long arc in quite a while, I think. Yeah, it seems like it's been a, a, a bit. I mean, I guess the last one with the Buck thing wasn't that long ago. Wasn't it beginning of this year, end of last year? Yeah, I'm saying album long. So, like, a Ties That Bind oh, or the Green Ring okay. Conspiracy. I thought you said it's been a while since an album. And I'm like, I guess it feels a little bit, but I think it hasn't been that long. Well, I mean, sometimes with Odyssey, everything feels like it's taken too long. It's Where? well, it's it's the Green Ring conspiracy, and then they had the whole family album thing. Yes, but that was relatively forgettable. I would agree. Green so Ring conspiracy are... we've had issues with in the past, but like at least memorable. Yes. So I'm very glad we're here telling another story. You know, album long arc. Uh, they've been a little vague about what it's going to be about, other than Jason is tied to a chair in a log cabin at one point. With a masked figure. Yes. So, I think we just dive in and take it from the top. I guess... Yeah, spo- spoilers. Oh. Yeah, big, spoiler. Big spoilers for something that happens at the end of this episode. But we'll give you a, a warning and probably an ad break before we talk about it. So. No, we'll just... Well, no, spoilers... From here on out. It's not that long of an episode. We're going to be talking about it for just about as long as this episode is. That's a good point. Alright, we're back from the ad. Spoilers begin now. Oh my gosh. I know, poor John. Okay, so what are your thoughts? I think this is an intriguing opening. That being said, we weren't exactly given a lot to go on. Let me say this. I think it could get very good. I'm not saying... I feel like it's a tiny bit of a lackluster start. Even the kidnapping was a little lackluster. Well, as soon as they were putting Jason into the ambulance, I thought, oh, is this not a real ambulance and that's how he winds up in the cabin? Well, yeah, yeah. obviously, because, like, if you see the cover, it's like, well, obviously he does get kidnapped. So. And obviously, like, a car just starts barreling at him. Yeah. So, I'm not... I don't know what they would have changed the cover art to, but maybe they could have changed it. Anyway, that, that is neither here nor there. It seemed like everything was pretty... It was strangely chill. Yes. I feel like for a lot of it, which is what's weird when it's, like, not really a chill situation. Even when it's, like, which is, like, Jason... Jason, like, he said he went to the hospital and he's not there anymore. I I would agree with that. I, I will say, because it's supposed to be, like, the start of something scary happening, so maybe in episode two it will ramp up, but I, I would agree with you on this. If this were, like, a Hulu show, the first two episodes probably would have been dropped today, and episode two would have ended on a more high-stakes cliffhanger. Now, I do wonder if some of it is... And I think it's because some of the adult voice actors, not in a bad way, but, like, they're, like, played by slightly older people right now. And not that they can't do, like, big, like, fearful stuff, but I'm kind of surprised there wasn't a single kid in this episode to be, like, oh, like, a, like, it's, like, more justification of them, like, 
freaking out about something. That is because fair. I feel like that that I feel like in some of the other things, like even in Green Ring, like the kids being there, I feel like gave it a little more energy. I would concur, and maybe we'll get more now, kids. Yeah, which then may not even be open yet. Well, because the episode is called Morning. I don't know if you noticed, but all six episodes are based off times of day. So next week's is called Afternoon. I think then it's Evening, Midnight, twilight, or twilight, Midnight, Sunrise or something. I mean, here's my problem. For it, I mean, a lot can happen in six episodes. I feel like not a lot happened in this episode. Because, and let's get to the twist, the the episode was written to end with the Jillian reveal. That Jillian's apparently part of some big plan that's going on right now. And I, you can kind of feel the writers being like, well, this is how we have to end episode one, and it's taking a while to get there. Yeah, I was going to say, when I saw this episode clocked in at just under 20 minutes, I was oh, are these all going to be on the short-ish side for Odyssey? And it feels like, oh, maybe this could have been four episodes that were really compact instead of six episodes, where I'm a little afraid is episode four going to have a lot of meandering. Yeah, I feel like it's probably... There, it's gonna be like worth the six episodes. I just feel like probably they were like, well, we have like Odyssey loves in their big arcs to have some big thing at the end, or at least in their recent arcs. Like in the Green Ring Conspiracy, it was when uh, Monty's grandson Monty uh, was back, was like the end of the first episode. Yes, I do remember that, because I seem to recall that was album 53, and they dropped the first episode for free on the podcast. I think, to because that was back when they were releasing the albums before they aired on the radio, I think to encourage to buy, you to buy the album to see what happened. Yeah. I, I will say this. So, Jillian, may, you, you texted me earlier that you think it's a retcon. Well, it, it is, and I... Uh, Tell me what you're going to say, because I, I gathered some information. Okay. I'm going to say this, is that... So the twist is that Jillian calls somebody, and it's like, no, they don't suspect who I am. Um, I feel like it's a retcon, unless when they, they originally introduced her to be a love interest for Jason. And the whole thing is that it's going to be that Jason's like, whoa, you're actually like cool and competent. You've just been playing a dummy. Yeah. So I was going to say at the top of the episode, all of the talk about Jillian and Jason, you know, Connie trying to set up Jillian with Jason seems a little forced, especially because we have not seen Jillian for like two years worth of episodes. Cause I went back and checked. Yeah. So I was a little surprised when I read she was going to be back because, you know, her voice actor was on a couple seasons of Survivor and is a minor Instagram celebrity. So I thought maybe they just didn't want to pay for her or, and I'm going to call this doing a reverse Harley. Because <laughs> we have not recorded this episode yet, but when we talk about Harley's last episode, it is notable they made him more competent. Whereas in this episode, I think Jillian is actually way worse than she normally has been. Yeah, I would say that's probably fair. Now, are we on the same page that I think what's likely is that we think Jillian's on the bad side, but she's actually going to be just working for, like, Tasha or something? I think that's very possible. I also... I'm, I 
I also think there's an equal possibility that was Jules on the other end, and they're trying to set Jason up on a date. This whole thing is setting Jason up on a date. That would be very funny. So here's the thing. I do not frequent the Adventures in Odyssey blog posts or forums or the Adventure Club message boards that we talk about in next week's episode. So I Mm -hmm. reached out to a few Adventures in Odyssey Instagram and Twitter accounts to see what the general vibe is on Jillian. Reach out? I feel like Will just read comments. No, I actually did dm a few of them what does this say about lying buddy do you want me to send you a picture sure here's what will happen folks if i don't come back and complain this means we'll possibly reached out or i forgot if if an edit's put in of me saying we'll lie to y'all you'll know it was a lie Okay, I believe. Let's keep recording. I gotta get my fries. I gotta get my fries out of the oven, Will. Okay, so I text it. Right now, I will not say which account it is because I did not get their permission to say their name. If they would like their name said, I'll shout them out next week on the show. And I just basically asked, what is the general read on Jillian? Because one thing I had noticed in several comments on the episode was, don't we all feel better after that ending and, like, Jillian's mistreatment or something? So... The vi- what I got, and this is me paraphrasing, the children in the comments of the episode seem to love Jillian, which I kind of get. She's a goofier, cartoony character. But a lot of the adults on the boards don't like her. So I guess over the last two years, there's been this running joke amongst the fans that Jillian is a secret agent. And that's why she's acting so dumb. And to the point where someone actually asked Marshall Younger about it, John, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I'm sorry, everyone. I heard Will the entire time. I'm still engaged with y'all. My fries were burning. <laughs> I'll give you a second. This is, the type of, this is the type of content the audience wants. Is it? No. So, you know, it's been things like that episode where Jillian basically broke the law and realized, oh, I can have a thing outside of Jason's shop as long as I'm off the ground, which... Feels like a kid's bro ending. Not that Jillian was acting childish, but you could see that being like a, an ending in an episode of Recess where, hey, this is a rule of the playground that doesn't actually matter, but we found a way to circumvent it. Yeah. Whereas this is like a law and I'm pretty sure they're, ha- you know. So, and I don't know if that's where the theory came from. Like, oh, Jillian would have to be smart enough to have known that. So that's how she's a secret. The, the point is, this is definitely a retcon. And the writers are now pulling what I like to call a reverse Harley. And making her this integral part to the story. Hoping people will want her to stick around and marry Jason or something. I'm still confused why they can't do the Connie Jason. Either they don't want Connie to get married... Jeff Lewis is coming back, or that's how this is actually Look, going to end. I was for Connie and Jeff Lewis. I like that ship, but he's disappeared! I agree. They, they bring back the perfect character in a lot of ways for Connie to marry and get with, and he just vanishes. If it's the voice actor, you can get a new voice actor. That's a good point. I do I'm glad they got the original voice actor back, but I am not that invested in it having to be that guy. I'd rather have him. I'd rather have Connie. I'd rather Connie get married than Jason get married. I kind of agree with that. 
So this is what I'm going to say about the Jillian reveal. It could be a lot of things. One, taken at face value, it is the biggest retcon in the history of Adventures in Odyssey. I, okay. <laughs> That's pretty bold <laughs> statement. I mean, let's really think about it. Like, what has been a bigger su- surprise, especially because I cannot imagine the writers envisioned this when Jillian first showed up. The biggest retcon in Odyssey? Um... I mean, like, it's what you mean by retcon. I feel like it's too early. Like, I feel like we can say it's the biggest retcon if at the end of this, we definitely feel like not it connects to nothing that's already happened. Right, and this is where I was going with that. If it is, I think it is equally as possible the writers are faking everybody out. See, I don't think, I think she's actually part of something. I think the fake out's going to be she's actually working for the good guys. I think that's possible. Like, I think it's something the government wants eyes on Jason for some reason. I agree Like, with they that. think Jason knows something. Right, well, because remember, at the end of that Maury episode, Tasha told Wit not to tell Jason she was here. And, like, why would Tasha yeah. be? Oh, Tasha was the secretary. Anyway. I'm just saying, face value, gigantic retcon. I also think, because apparently this is was, this was such a prevalent fan theory, everybody knew about it. I, I just don't spend, this is why I'm a bad Odyssey podcast host, I don't spend my time on the boards reading that stuff. I didn't, as I said, you'll if you haven't heard it already, I didn't even know there were Odyssey boards. Yeah, well, this is like Reddit and not focus affiliate stuff. And like, I listen to oh, other is po- there an adventures? Is there an Adventures in Odyssey Reddit page? Yes. Or is this like, I thought it, these are the forums. Hold on a second. Keep talking. I'm looking up yeah. the Reddit page. So like, I, I listen to the other podcasts that talk about Odyssey. And part of it is some of them are re-listen podcasts that have gotten nowhere close to Jillian. And I guess I either was not paying attention or just completely missed the boat on this Jillian theory is what I'm getting at. So I'm just saying, I think it is also very possible this is going to be a little bit of a fake out to the audience. Like, eh? Wasn't that fun? In continuation of Will lying to me, the Reddit's basically dead. I said there was a Reddit page. I didn't say it was active. You knew, but you... I didn't go to I the Reddit. I gotta go back. I didn't go to the Reddit page in my defense. Okay. Fair Fair enough. Um, Look, I, I'm willing to hold out to see what it is. Now, it could be something weird... Like, Jillian is Tasha's daughter, or some weird crap like that. She'd almost be too young at that point. Well, no, and then it's something like, actually, she's Jason's... Like, they're not gonna pull that. That It's too weird of a setup. And it implies... It's just, premi- it really... Yeah, it implies premarital sex. Which I don't which think... they're not gonna have Jason... Yeah, they're not gonna have that But happen. my we- The weirdest thing... Is when right before that call, she says, you know, Jason's really special to me. Maybe Connie knows. It's like more than a boss to me. Hmm. And it's like this weird, right. It's such a weird freaking way to say that. And maybe like Connie knows she has a crush on him. But like, it it just feels weird. This could also be one of those things. I know lying's been a thing we've talked about several times in this show. So Jillian isn't technically lying to Connie. She's never quite explained what she means when she says that. Fair. Um, 
So before we wrap it up, who do you think the masked figure is in the cabin? So do you think it's Jillian or? Oh, in the art, I think it's possibly Jillian, because uh, that that would be a big enough twist to not want to spoil. Uh it could be Tasha. It could be a character we haven't seen in a while. Part of me thinks, okay, so I'm about to go down another Odyssey rabbit hole. If you follow the Instagram page, they've been doing the Meteorite Mayhem visual series where like a meteorite crashes and wouldn't Eugene get arrested. And there's all these bad composite shots of like Connie driving the car, but it's licensed to drive Connie screaming and Jason trying to jump out of it. But it's clearly Jason photoshopped in from another album cover. And the reveal is Dalton was behind it all along. And like, Mm. did they make it Dalton to set him up to like put him in everybody's mind or was this or are they using these comics and visual things on the instagram as a way to bring back old characters without having to hunt down voice actors now let me say this this could be the perfect time to bring blackguard's son at seeking revenge you know what they really want to go to for that nostalgia (laughs) nostalgia i i don't disagree i I do think the smallness of the cast is notable, and like I'm trying to think who Jason may have crossed. It could be the stiletto coming back. Right, my problem is if it wasn't someone we didn't already have some connection to, they would have just shown us her face. So maybe it's Jillian, but it could also... Why did it just be like the adult version of some kid? That could be it. Who's evil now. Nicholas is coming back. But... Uh... What's what's the youngest Barkley name again? Stuart Reed. Stuart Stuart Barkley? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and cuz well the the other thing it could be is according to this Instagram post, the official question to Marshall Younger was is Jillian the chairman? What? Well, the that's the problem. The chairman is the Novacom guy. Yeah. And we hear their voice. So, again, maybe there's a chairman I'm forgetting about. I I also can't imagine Odyssey would dive that heavily into fan canon. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I think Odyssey really wants to appeal to the fan base. But I also, no offense, because I think that's who watches this podcast. I don't know... If the majority of the people who are, like, subscribing are on the forums. That is very Like, I'd be curious, I'd be curious to know how much of the Odyssey people who are subscribing and, like, paying for Odyssey, like, content right now, is, like, fans like us that are hardcore, who will listen to every episode, are interested in the stories and the fan theories and everything, and the people even more obsessed than us, or is it uh parents with children i have to assume there's a good amount of parents with children and i'm just i'm curious at the stats i'm curious at the numbers well and that's actually something uh, odyssey geek on twitter who's a great resource posted you know make sure you don't spoil 28 hours for people who don't have the club and i would truly like to know are there odyssey fans at this point who don't have the club who care and I, I realize we can't ask the question at the end of the podcast where we spoiled everything. Because if you don't have the Adventure Club, hopefully you didn't listen to this. Yeah, that's that's very fair. I mean, I'm sure there are fans. I 
And then the question is, how many, I mean, I, hear, I was about to say, how many fans are there that don't just listen to it illegally? But I don't know if there's actually an illegal bank where you can listen to Odyssey episodes for free. Uh, there is. I can confirm that. <clears throat> okay, well. Because I was trying to find I some mean, I'm sure, that got released. Not that I think it's bad. I'm sure they're, I mean, like, it's not cheap. How much is it for a monthly subscription? $10. Yeah, that's more than my Crunchyroll subscription. I, I, for, for $8, I think that's how much I pay for it, I can watch an entire library of anime, or I could listen to Adventures in Odyssey, both which are very good, but I mean, there is just a, you gotta decide if $10 a month is worth it. I agree with that, and that the optics of the club can be something we discuss, which, that's actually one other thing I'd like to say before I say my final note. They just announced on Instagram that part two is only going to be on the new club, which launches on Monday, so you have to switch over your account or something. This is just a PSA for anybody. But I also wonder, does that mean part two is launching on Monday, or is the club launching on Monday, and then part two launches on Thursday as normal? So... Why aren't they just updating the current accounts? I think they are. They just you just have to go in and do something. It's really weird. Oh, okay. I'll be doing that okay. to our account, John, so don't worry. Great. I know you were so concerned about being able to listen to part two. I was sweating bullets, Will. Yeah. Okay. I think we've talked long enough. Yeah, so I just want to talk about the poll the two pole house scenes really quick, because I think there's two important clues in them. Uh one, I kind of wonder if Pole House's blind date's going to be anything. Sure. At first, I thought the blind date was going to be Jillian, but... Maybe that's who the blind... Maybe that's who the blind date was, that it was Jillian, because she said she was super young. Well, yeah, but then they see each other again in the episode. Which... Don't question my logic... Which leads to clue number two, the extra-large green sweater. So first of all, someone was framing Connie. But then we find out from Channel 10 News, which apparently someone at Channel 10 News and Pole House don't get along. I don't know if that's something from a previous episode I'm forgetting, or it's just them saying we're going to tell you later. Is it gonna be... Uh, if you couldn't hear John, he just postulated if it's going to be Ted Humphreys. I think that's very possible. Uh, I know we certainly liked him on this podcast. So we'll see. I, I think he definitely, because that's his news channel, he'll definitely be there, even if it's just like, who owns this sweater? And Ted will be like, oh, well, this probably belongs to this person. That's true. I think the other one is the, the Mrs. Calhoun's a weather woman for that channel, so... Maybe, maybe, I mean, wait, Mrs. Calhoun is, is married, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I, the, I was gonna be like, maybe Mrs. Calhoun and, uh... Jason? He, he went, uh... Well, no, no, no. Oh, pull I house. wondered if that was, like, a blind date. Oh, that's possible. Yeah. I don't think, it's not possible, because she's married. I'm yes. just saying. You're right, I, I'm sorry. So... Anyway, I also just want to say, as an electric car driver, I took Pole House's comment very personally. I know, I feel like they were like, let's make him, like, about the good old... <laughs> like, it was such a weirdly written scene where he's I, complaining about stuff. Especially because this month's club episode, like, really turns Pole House into one of the best adult characters on the show. Yeah. So, okay. 
we are actually going to wrap it up. So I do, I, I guess I'm kind of glad there aren't like little clues hidden that we have to chew over all week, but I do feel like just right now we're sitting with, well, where do we go with the Jillian thing? And where is Jason? Anyway, we'll see you next week for part two afternoon, where we'll find out if this Jillian thing is legit or it's going to be a rug pull out. I just hope Maury isn't involved. We'll see. They did. Maybe it's now Wit's. Maybe it's Wit's granddaughter now. Oh, that's possible. And we have officially talked about the episode longer than the actual episode. These, the, right. That's why I said three minutes ago, let's wrap it up. We've talked enough. You're right. You're right. Anyway, the next couple episodes should be shorter because we don't have to do so much setup. I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John, and after some uh, difficulties with the club, we're here to talk about episode 2 of 28 Hours, Afternoon. Now let me say this, I don't hate the new look of the club. I do think it was complicated because I didn't get an automatic update notification. So I had to go look it up on the App Store. Actually, and we'll talk about this in our month in review. I think the new club is truly a great design because I think the original design was trash. Like it felt like something they just made in, uh, what's it called, Squarespace? Mm -hmm. The, The one we just had was decent. I feel like this one's the most laid out. If I have one complaint that I'll talk about now, on the characters page, half of the characters are brand new designs and the other half are very poorly cut out, cut out from other albums. Yeah. Yeah, well, but we'll talk more about that later. Right. I'm saying we get brand new Marvin and Tamika art, but we have to use old Edwin Blackard from album 39. Well, you know, if they made new Blackard art, everyone would be like, you're just coming back. You clearly have not read this week's comic. I did see he was in it. Yes, I'll get ready. Your vision of Shakespeare is going to be shattered. <laughs> and it is Edwin, not Regis. So. Okay. Because. I know that's what you're looking forward to. Anyway. No, but we like the new club. I tried to get in right at noon to listen to it. It kind of sounded like some people were able to hear the episode before the club dropped, but I don't know if people were just joking around on the Instagram, but I didn't want to have to deal with trying to find it. But anyway, part two is out. I don't know if part three comes out Thursday as planned or it's kind of delayed a week. We're going to find out. But anyway, part two. It was good. Yes, it was better than the first part. Overall, yes. So- I'm I'm glad... I'll say this. I'm glad they didn't keep the Jillian thing hanging. I mean, we still have to... We still don't know if we can trust her. I mean, sure. That is very possible, especially emphasized by Chris at the end of the episode being... Like, who can we trust? I'm like, I thought we could pretty much trust Jillian based upon that episode, but maybe you're telling me we can't. Or Sky Feldstein, who we should have all known was Whole House's blind date. Should we have? Well, after he got a little uncomfortable about the TV station, but anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I also always forget Detective Whole House is supposed to be significantly older than a good chunk of the adults on the show. Yeah, he's supposed to be a seasoned veteran this is of true. the police force. I don't, I don't think there's been anything to say he was an actual veteran. So people don't email us. 
Thank you. So one thing you said but last now, week... But now, look, there's actually... Watch there be evidence that he is, and now we get emailed that. I know. So one thing you said last week, John, that I do agree with is the episode felt a little meandering because the writers knew they had to end it with the Jillian reveal. Mm-hmm. See, if it were up to me, I would have maybe trimmed some fat from the episode, made it closer to 24 minutes, and had Jillian breaking Jason out of the cabin be the twist... So she comes in, says something, Jillian, dun dun, dun 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 Well, I completely agree. That's what I wanted to talk about that, that I thought that would have been a much more interesting, especially, I mean, it could come in later that, like, she's, like, a double, like, she's, like, double-crossing people, and that's what that call was about, but that call makes, like, no sense in terms of everything. And let me say this, if you wanted to push some stuff, because really very little has happened in terms of, like, the break-in, which I actually think will be relevant. Absolutely. But you could have it just starting with Jason, like, being kidnapped, some stuff with Wits End, or some stuff with the anti then it ends with Jillian breaking in, and then finding out some more of those specific facts in episode two, along with some of this other stuff, could have worked a little better in terms of the narrative. Like, I would have been fine to be like, oh, no one's, like, Jason's missing, and then they go investigate the the antique shop and find the break-in. I actually think that would have been a lot better. Uh, and moving on to the Jason Jillian in the van scene, I don't know why Jason pegs Jillian for lying when he was also a secret agent, so he knows that's part of the gig. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm floating between I cannot believe they basically have Jillian be the most competent secret agent possible after having her play such a goof. No, no, no. She tripped over a pot and broke a vase. Okay, yes, but apparently... J- also, apparently all these assassins are out to get Jason? It's like, um... It's like Clara from Doctor Who. <laughs> There's another version I'm trying... There's another show. I can't remember what show. But, like, um, basically, there's some show recently where, like, a character is just protecting this other character and has no, no, like, sense that it's happening. I can't... I don't think it's Spy Family. That's, like, what's on the tip of my head, but I don't think that's what it is. The anime everybody is talking about. It is. People are talking about Spy Family. They have a t-shirts at Uniqlo now. Yes, I, I know. I'm saying it's blowing up on my Twitter feed. So, I, I guess this is just surprising, because, again, they don't have to set everything up. It is a little surprising to learn, oh, apparently all these people are after Jason, and this is the first time anybody's caught up to him. Yeah, let me say this. Had, a year ago, they had teased an episode... Where, like, at part of the episode is, like, Jason open Like, that whole, like, powder trying to kill him. And there was something, like, Jillian, like, accidentally dropping it saved him. I would believe this was more set up. Yes. Where it would be like, oh, so, like, we thought it was her being incompetent, but she's really, like, helping Jason. Like, if they had played up that angle, I would have believed it a little more. But, yeah, it does seem a little out of nowhere. But I do- will say this. I did think they had good chemistry in the car scene. Yes, and 
maybe that's why they switched voice actors. As soon as we're not having Goofy Jillian anymore, they actually do bounce off each other very well. Yeah, and I mean, like, maybe... Because, I mean, clearly from the beginning, there seemed to be a vibe that she was supposed to end up with Jason. Correct. So maybe this was their long-term idea? Or maybe they were like, oh, we'll have Jillian, like Jason get with this real, like, goofy, like, clumsy girl. And then they're, like, I guess woman. I should use proper terminology. Uh, this really kind of clumsy woman. And then the fans are like, no, this sucks. And then they're like, we must on it. And I can't tell for sure which it was. You know there'll be an interview, maybe, where they're like, Eventually, someone will ask them, so, did, was this always in the character, or did it kind of evolve with the character? Well, given Odyssey's track record of once the new album is physically released, they do a podcast episode answering the questions, I would assume by October, we'll kind of know all of that. Should we spam their question box? This is the only question I want to know. And we can phrase it something like that. Was it originally plan from Jillian's inception or did it evolve with the character instead of saying or did you just make this up I mean I think it's a fair question I did not need two years of setting up the Jillian thing but yes I think we can all agree it feels a little out of left field I like how they try to retroactively make some of those episodes mean something but also Jillian under the assumption that Jason would hire her because she knows Jason so well yeah is this I don't the know. First... Oh, sorry. Say what you're gonna say. Okay. Maybe she's appealing to something about Jason we don't know, and that's how they wind up together. But is this the first time Odyssey has used the term extrovert? I think so. Just because it's like I feel like most of the characters on this show are probably considered extroverts, and I don't think I've ever associated that word with Odyssey ever. So. Yes, so that guy that guy holding him hostage. As an Uber driver, I will say, those people do exist, and they are very annoying. <laughs> um, I, I thought he was interesting. Now, Will, it seems, if I had to take a guess, he's going to be the character that gets redeemed. Yeah. Some point in this episode where it's like, oh, actually, like, he'll, like, help the good guys, and then maybe become a minor supporting character in the Odyssey mythos. For that two episodes, are... then disappear. Yeah. He Sorry, now works at J&J &J Antiques. Well, and you see, this is something I've been wondering. One thing about the club episodes was, originally Jeff Lewis was kind of the, a slight connective tissue of Jeff is the one who kind of inspired them to go out. I'm kind of wondering, are they going to get Jason and Jillian together, and then the club episodes are about their missions? Or at least some of them. Oh, you mean because the whole setup is like Jason's talking about, like, if I kept moving, I'd, I'd never stay in the same place. Yes, and you know, Jason was a missionary at one point, so... You know, it's not the worst angle. I wouldn't hate it. So, I, I'm just thinking, like, they don't need to have an end game. It's just, Jeff Lewis is gone. There's a little less connecting the club episodes to the normal continuity of the show now but... it is a very specific line they put in there about like if i if i moved all the time i'd never stay in the same place 
That little bit of conversation could indicate that's where it's going, Will. You're right. right. Or it's some setup for, like, a more world-traveling episodes or just something. Yeah. Maybe they're doing a spinoff series about secret agents. Well, we they got we knew they knew we got tired of the Jones and Parker detective agency. So now we have the Jason and Jillian detective spy agency. And Maury and Susu doing whatever they're doing. Yeah. Okay, that, that was actually a thing. For some reason going into this episode, I thought maybe this weird Odyssey's Joker, as John referred to him, was behind all of this. What? Did I say that? If, you do, if people don't remember what I'm talking about, that first episode where Emily, Mori, and Susu team up and have to help Cooper find somebody, and you oh. kind of referred to him as, I didn't think it was going to be like, Odyssey's Joker. You know, this mystery part. And I realized, wait, that's the kid's storyline. We just haven't heard from it for like two years now, or at least a year now. So I guess it was fresh in my head. I mean, I feel like if that was going to tie in, they would have come in the episode by now. I agree, and there's already a Mori episode set for later this year about them moving into Wit's house. Yeah, my my guess is if if any character that's going to be super important to the story, at least in terms of the cast we know, will be revealed, will be in the episode by the next episode. Will be in the album by the next episode. I think you're correct. I did also realize there was one other thing I had not thought about. Is it possible they're setting up so Mori and Susu go with Jason and Jillian if they travel the world? No, I mean, you just said there's an episode about them moving into Wit's house. So unless it's a complete freaking disaster where it's like, they burned down Wit's house. Wit has to live in the Bible room in Wit's end. I mean, I'd kind of be down for that episode. (laughs) It'd be pretty funny, but... Yeah, so what else before we move into just general thoughts? The chairman. So one thing I had not thought about is Jason has to hide at the TV station. The chairman, Novacom, TV station. Mm. I'm just saying. Here, Here's my thing. I do feel like combining elements of the first and second episode. Here's the thing. I don't think I'm going to get to the end of this album and be like, wow, this really should have been a three-parter. Or even this should have been a four-parter. Maybe it could have been a five-parter. Right, but when you're doing six-episode albums... Right. It's problematic. You'd have to go with, like, what they did with Darkness Before Dawn, where it's, like, 11 episodes when it was, like, when it used to be 12. Yes. Um, And then there's a weird credit card window washer episode at the front of that album. Yes. Um, But here's the thing. There could be a lot of like build up stuff that I don't that like probably what will happen is we'll do these weekly ones. And when the whole thing airs, like maybe after episode six, I'll re-listen to all of it and see how it works as like one continuous story. Absolutely. Because I don't want to say for sure this should have been five episodes. But, like, as of now, I do think you could have combined combined most of the interesting parts of episode one and two into a single episode. I would agree, or at least up until when Jillian comes into the cabin and you do something else. Uh, yeah. I, and I'm sure they're going to do this. But one thing that shocked me was they dropped the chairman of it with zero context. I'm just saying, I feel like enough people will not remember that's the guy for, who was running Novacom. Yeah, I mean, like, 
if we hadn't brought it up next week, I would have just been like the chairman. I would have Googled. I guess it's like a Googleable, like something you would Google. Right. And on the wiki, it is the Novacom guy. Fun fact, though, and I feel like they should have kept this in. Originally, the chairman was going to be Margaret Fay. Which, I don't know if that would have worked, but it would have been kind of fun. Or at least different. Yeah, I feel like... Man, I mean... I, it's what what intrigues me most, and this is what my thing was. It needed I needed to hook this episode, and it did set. Now it's super cheesy, but then be like, this next twenty four hours will be like a twenty four hours the world will soon not forget. Yes. So yes. we got we got worldwide stakes, like with Novacom. Correct, and apparent. Uh, this is the one thing, though. The. The, we make jokes all the time about why do people try to take over the world from Odyssey at this point? Specifically, why is the chairman doing it? Well, it's interesting. So they want, like, contacts at the NSA, right? Yes. That's, like, the thing. And I guess the twist could be that Jillian's working for the... for the, the chairman. The, right, but his dialogue didn't seem to imply that, but I could be wrong. The other thing is, and it was context for the NSA, because I was going to say, why would they kidnap Jason and not Wit? Because Wit's the one who brought them down. Technically, Tom's the one who brought them down, but... Yeah, true. Good old Tom. Rest in peace. I'd like to think there's just a Tom Riley memorial plaque out where the shed was. Here is where Tom Riley saved the world. Yeah. Anyway... (laughs) Seriously, though, uh, the one, again, something I really like about the new club is it's easier to navigate. And something on the Adventure Club episodes are these little web quests they have you do. So there's a little video with Bob and Jesse every month and some fun activities. What I would like, maybe what they should do for some of these Odyssey episodes where they bring back old characters is, like, have a little context sheet. Yeah, that'd be helpful. Or at least on the episode, like, here are some fun activities to go with the new episode, or who was that character at the end? Listen to these episodes to find out. Yeah. Well, it's especially funny that they don't even, like, talk, like, like, Chris doesn't even at the end go, like, whoa, the chairman's back. Like, to clue everyone in, and like, oh, this is someone you should remember. Even though it's, like, right, she talked right after his reveal. So maybe it's a different chairman, because again, apparently, Jillian is the chairman was a joke for a while. Yeah. Which, we're going to get to that in a second. So, uh, the person who gave me all that information did mention in the comment of the podcast that all that stuff was just kind of a joke going around the fandom, and I agree with that. But if Odyssey intends to make it canon, we sort of treat it like it's serious. That was kind of the point. Yeah, which I doubt. I doubt that's going to be canon. I don't think Jillian's... Obviously, how can Jillian be the chairman if she and Jason are together while the chairman's talking? It's a decoy chairman. Oh my gosh. No, So, I, I will be curious to see where this goes. There's a whole thing about fan canon versus canon canon that we can get into at another time. Yeah, let's let's wait for that discussion until the end of the album when we see if that's actually what right. happens. But this is starting to kind of feel, because I read a lot of these theories online, just so I knew what everyone was talking about, like an alternate reality episode. Eh, I, I wouldn't say that. No, well, like, if the episode ends with the Room of Consequence lights coming up, that would not surprise me at this point. <laughs> or Jason coming out of the Imagination Station. 
It would surprise me for a six episode for a two parter, sure. A six parter? Nah, they're not gonna do that. I well, trust yeah. I trust the Odyssey writers enough that they're not gonna pull uh this was all a dream, imagination station adventure, room of consequence thing for a six episode story. Maybe it's like a radio play they're doing. Okay, stop. I, I that'd be even I, that'd be even worse. I I agree, and I don't think that's what they're gonna do. But yes, it, they are doing a lot of the Jillian fan theory stuff, beat for beat, and that's what's surprising. To okay, me. what what the fan theory that she was a spy? I thought that was the only fan theory. Well, yes, they did that one story beat for beat. Okay. Well, then they brought the chairman back, and they did mention things like maybe Jillian bumbling around town was scoping out things to help Jason. Maybe. I mean, the, I, I I would say the thing with the chairman, like them referencing the chairman, is Odyssey doesn't really have that many classic villains that you could, like, bring back. Yeah. Like, that's part of the issue. And so I I think if Odyssey probably should be trying to develop like more antagonists because people love Blackguard, people loved Novacom. And so I mean that's kind of what they were doing with Mori, and I can't tell if that was always their vision or we've talked about the whole Mori thing before, but they need like yes. more overarching antagonists. And the truth is, the chairman really is it, unless you bring back like Glossman or something. I'm a little surprised they haven't brought back Glossman because that that would have felt like a slam dunk after the 2016 election. Well, I I know why they didn't. I I don't think Odyssey wants to touch politics too much in terms of like politics like that, and I'm sure that's part of it because I I would not have like not in any sort of bad way, but given like his stance on the environment and being like we shouldn't have like. Like, it's weird, because Glossman at one point had, like, is, like, just, like, they're, like, what is, like, the anti-Christian political, except, like, it's weird, because, like, stuff with, like, well, no, I guess they did make the environment, like, environmental protection agency people the villains in that Tom Riley episode, so I don't know, but I don't think they want to go into that. I would agree, but you are right, there's not, like, a re-rotation of villains, and to be clear... They can make up a new villain. Yeah, and please. It'd be fine. I, I'm not expecting every surprise reveal to be a character. Well, surprise reveal, maybe. I'm not expecting every reveal yeah. to be a character we have seen before. Yeah, I'm fine with like a new villain, but I think if they were going to do a new villain, they would be set up pretty early in. Like they they would they would make it like clear or like tease them earlier or have them be kind of front and center. Yes, and actually, to some extent, I feel like saying Jason has all these people hunting him is sort of Odyssey's backdoor way of rolling out villains later. Maybe. I mean, I think they could introduce a villain here. Like, I, the other thing is it's possible the talking guy, they have plans for him, like, taking over for the chairman or something, and he'll be like, I'm not, like, I'm not just being manipulated by you anymore i've manipulated you and like does some weird thing at the end well that could work now we should wrap up soon but do you think 
the world thing is just going to be some Novacom rehash? Or do you think it's going to be something different? Well, that's a good question. Because it's at a TV station, I'm assuming... Because Jason's at a TV station, I'm assuming at some point it's going to involve TV waves. Yeah, I mean, every something's going down to the TV station. They keep talking about... <laughs> Jason's just gonna happen to be in the basement of the TV station. Nova comes back. This whole thing with the 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 blind date. Yes. Now, since Nova comes back and it's a spy story, I have to ask: What are the odds we see Mitch? Man, I. So I, I want to give. You, I want to give you a piece of context. So today, with the new club launch. They, showed, they had a video of Bob and Jesse showing off the website. And like, look at all this new character artwork. And they were very clear, like, and look, we finally have a picture of what Mitch looks like. I'm not saying that's going to mean anything. It could have just been a joke. But I was curious, like, I don't know, maybe Mitch will show up. I mean, Mitch, okay, here's the thing. Mitch could very well show up. It would work contextually. But I feel like the like if they hadn't had that big send off for Mitch, yes, the problem is they had a whole episode basically being like Mitch and Connie are never getting together, and it's kind of like it kind of ended it kind of bitterly. Yes, and now and you see because there's a handful of new writers now, ones who probably grew up in that era, at least the Novacom era. Maybe they will bring Mitch back to try to rectify that. Not get them together, but give it a slightly less bitterness from the writer's ending. It would be fun if they just had a fun reference. Like, even if it's something like Mitch shows up... Even if Mitch doesn't talk to Connie, I feel like even just some reference that he, like, works for that agency would be fun. I mean, I feel like Tasha is way more likely to show up. I think you're right. I just would, it would be like if you did a revenge. I mean, you did this a couple of years after he died. If you did like your joke about a third blackguard sibling and not have Richard Maxwell show up in some capacity. What if, what if the chairman, cause we don't really know who he is, right? No, I think he was just the chairman. Watch it be a third blackguard slip sibling. <laughs> I mean, the Blackguard was behind Novacom the whole time. That would be kind of funny, but then doesn't that also mean Edwin would have to come back? Oh, that would be even better. Hmm. Or it legit just is Blackguard. What? Now, if you 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 made a dramatic statement about this is the if Jillian is actually a spy and was never played, this is the biggest Odyssey retcon. If they make it so Blackguard was behind Novacom, well, that would truly be the biggest Odyssey retcon of all time. Yes, it would be. It one hundred percent would be. I still stand by the Jillian thing. At this moment, it's a giant retcon unless they can. They don't need to like prove it to us. But I'm just saying. I doubt four years ago when the character was introduced, this was where they were going to go with it. I mean, I think the the idea was always that she was going to end up with Jason. I think that's true. I do kind of think it went from Jason falls in love for someone who's bumbling to, oh, Jason falls in love with another spy. Now, I do wonder, maybe the original plan had some spy stuff in it. Like, maybe originally it was that 
she became a spy. Well, that would be interesting. And Jason, like, starts to train her. Hmm. I guess I don't know. I'm saying that, like, maybe they always had, like, some idea in mind that, like, to... I I think the Jason-Jillian pairing was always in the cards. Maybe they had, like, a different idea, a way to go, but they were scared by how the fans reacted. No, I think you're right. Jason-Jillian, at least from the first episode they were in together, was always in the cards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I we'll see what happens, and that wraps up this week's episode. Join us on Wednesday for the next batch of episodes, and then if part three releases on Thursday, we might not be able to convene to record, but we will get it out to you as soon as possible. Probably by next Monday. Yeah, well... By yeah, the we'll, way, we'll be able to record on the weekend. Yes, uh, we'll talk about the schedule off mic. Anyway, yeah. I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will, here with John, and we're going to cover the next two episodes of 24 Hours, Evening and Dead of Night. Now you might be wondering as you're listening to this, where was the episode from last week? Well, I was dealing with an enemy called Bad Hotel Wi-Fi, so that will be up shortly. Yes. Hmm. So, yes, we did skip Evening as its own episode, partially because we didn't have a lot to say about it, also because we were on vacation and just didn't plan super well. So, what? I guess we'll take it from Evening. What did we think about it? Um, good. I mean, I would say the episodes are on an overall upward trajectory. You know, this episode, Evening was definitely more of a setup episode. Yes, it felt like we needed to stop, put a few pawns in place. At least Connie gets involved early, and it's not going to be the 11th hour reveal that saves the day. Now, let me say this. It's the, with the whole time thing. One thing, one problematic thing with radio is you obviously can't see what's going on. Yes. And to be frank, I feel like most of these episodes have very little to do with the time of day they're at. Like, someone could tell me, oh, this is, like, the afternoon, and I wouldn't really know. I would agree. It's just to be, because even, and we'll talk about in episode four, like, a character goes to another character's house, and it's supposed to be, like, early morning, but, like, it's like, oh, like, they're leaving now. That's weird. I don't disagree. I don't need Wit to, like, constantly comment on the time. I do wish there was some way they had functionally worked this gimmick in a little more. Yeah. 
Um, but I think the episode's decent. I mean, it's setting up a lot of stuff. I mean, it kind of... Uh, some In some respects, you know, from episode two, you wish it could more uh, s- fluidly maybe address that because it kind of seems, and this is something I was going to talk about, and it's a bit like the network TV approach, is that every, or like even like a streaming kind of approach, basically a television show approach, where every episode's got to have a hook to make you want to listen to the next episode. Yes. And it definitely felt like they were like, we need some sort of hook for this up uh, for that episode so they announce they reveal the chairman yes and that episode when really probably tonally doesn't make sense because like nothing's been addressed with him and we'll get to this in a minute but revealing the chairman early actually kind of blows a pretty big surprise to a certain extent mm-hmm. <clears throat> i didn't expect them to go that crazy yeah but... same <clears throat> <clears throat> But as we would like to comment, the ending of the episode, Sky Feltstein's a bad guy. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, again, it's kind of weird because we don't know the context yet. True. We haven't seen her do anything villainous. So there could be some kind of redemption twist at this point. I don't disagree. But it's also kind of like, okay, so we know that they're kind she's like kind of running away maybe yes. is what it seems like i also think i mean the whole pole house subplot of them having gone on a date's like really kind of weird it is getting stranger and stranger i don't know if that's coming back in i've seen theories that pole house's new sidekick will turn out working with sky or something yeah i mean it's not i have to see it's kind of how they've set it up it could truly it could truly switch that she's not evil, and it was just, like, a, a cliffhanger, because she didn't even, like, indicate anything evil in, like, the... F- if, if we really if we really wanted to believe that she was evil, I feel like they would have teased something in the next episode mm-hmm. regarding that. Well, they did have a million dollars transferred to her bank account. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and you haven't seen anything personally with her. Like, you didn't even see, like, her to herself say something. As far as I can recall. If that's in there, I'm sorry, listeners. I should have listened carefully, but I don't think it was. Yes. I also love Connie is once again the last to know, even though they do at least involve her early. Connie usually knows pretty early. I mean, like, there's plenty of Odyssey characters in the chain that don't know. (laughs) Well, right, but why would Jay know anything about this? The Jay joke was pretty funny in the episode. Yes, I agree. Honestly, if Jace Mouse turned out to be a secret agent, I'd kind of be down for that episode. I would be, too. All right, Dead of Night, probably the one we all need to unpack a little bit. Let us start with a little bit about Jillian trying to arrest Jason. I would like to point out, she is just doing her job. Yeah, and I feel like even the show like addresses that. Like They're like, we don't want you to dislike Jillian, but you got to be aware, like, yeah, this is like... A thing that she probably does legally need to arrest him. Yes. So, but of course, we can't have Jason go rogue. That would be too exciting. Well, they don't want... I, I don't know. To do something rogue, it couldn't be a missile launch situation. I, like, it would have to be something like he's going rogue for some greater purpose. 
Which could have been a which they could still do that as a storyline. Yes. You know, if everything goes well, but yeah. I would agree. Uh, I'm just going to go over a few other small points. I do kind of love Connie's own Jillian headcanon is that she grew up in the circus. That was a funny joke. I don't, I'm a little worried. Where's Jules? Jules is fine. I, I trust Jules is fine. Sure. It's been one day. I mean, at most, Connie just texts, hey, Jules, I have some, something came up. Can you, like, make yourself dinner tonight or order out? Yes. Uh, you know, Sky Feldstein coming into Wit's End a lot. I thought maybe the punchline was going to be Wit installed electric car chargers or something, which feels like a Wit thing to do. Because he would get a big tax write-off if he did that. Yeah, that's what I thought the twist might be. I mean, I guess that twist could have still happened. It could, but I feel like at this point, if she was charging at the hospital, which is a weird place to have a car charger at this point. Yeah. As a, as an electric car driver, I can tell you, although to be fair, electric car chargers are in weird places. It's true. Having driven with him sometimes in his electric car, yes, they are in weird places. Uh, I, I'm assuming, I, I guess I will say, I was glad the pole house sneaking him on a car did not, did not end with him getting knocked out. It just kind of ends with, oh, what's going to happen when he knocks on the window? I agree. I think, yeah, it's, yeah. All right, so I want to talk about the big twist because it sort of contradicts some of what Jillian says in the episode. So, apparently Dr. Graham was working on mind-altering microchips that were inserted via a vaccine. And was some... it a va- I don't know. It wasn't a vaccine. Well, they said injected. Well, okay, we don't need more vaccination skepticism. We don't need this podcast spreading it. I'm not a vaccination skepticist. Right, but why say it as, like, oh, they, they can administer it through the vaccine? Okay, okay, fine. The point is, someone has injected these microchips into Jason and is controlling Jason's mind, and that's how they're getting the codes. What- yeah, it's a... It's a bold move. Now, I can't remember. Did we hear Jason saying the numbers earlier in an earlier episode. Maybe we did. Wit mentioned he was talking in his sleep, but... Yeah. I feel like that... I, yeah, he mentioned he was talking in his sleep, but, like, I feel like... I feel maybe we should have gotten him specifically saying those numbers to kind of allude to that. Yes. Maybe he did, and it was so subtle. It might be one of those things where it's like, you maybe need to go on a rewatch to, like... I would agree. Uh, so, once the chairman was introduced, you kind of knew some Novacom type crap was going to start happening again. And they're in the basement of a TV station. So, I guess there is part of me that hopes if they're going to do this, we at some point have them turn on the microchips and have Jason go full ninja mode on everybody. I mean, that'd be, that'd be pretty fun. I mean... Man, I wonder, I mean, one, this goes back to, like, maybe an episode, they shouldn't have revealed the chairman in episode two, because it would have been a much cooler review, reveal to show that this is, like, Novacom technology. Yes. They even have Connie say, sounds like Novacom, clearly to get the audience. That'll. But it, but it doesn't work as well, because the audience knows. Well, yes, but I think, think there's also enough of the audience who maybe didn't piece together the chairman was Novacom, mm-hmm. even if they didn't, even if they Googled it. But well, that's why I think it would have been more effective to say, 
wait, this is Novacom technology, and then the, and then at the end it like shows like the chairman being it like there. But I get like from episode to episode, so people listen to each week, you want like a cliffhanger to be like, oh yes. But I think story wise, it would have been a much cooler reveal. I mean, the mind control thing's already like a what reveal but then to also see that it's Novacom at the same time instead of just kind of being like how is Novacom Novacom gonna play into all this yes okay so the reason I just want to talk about this we made a little joke as we were, were what, listening to this about the patented Whitaker gut feeling oh yeah you know Whit always has gut feelings and feels sick and Jason was like I'm thinking about those subs a lot and it turns out because of the mind controlled chips I do I'm not saying it deflates it it does sort of deflate to a tiny extent the discussion Jillian has about her faith and how she had a feeling from God, which I'm not saying isn't a real thing. No, it it, it is a real thing. It's just very funny to me that, like, the whole episode's kind of building up, like, God, like, talks to us and, like, following what God's saying to us, and then it's just like, wait a minute, it wasn't, like... A feeling because of that is because I was being mind controlled, which is just like has a lot of weird implications to it. And like a story wise, it's interesting. But like, why have a whole little discussion about and I think the episode is going to be like, even without that, God's like working and God can have other like, I think God's going to speak to another character later on. Yes. Also, clearly the Jillian Faith discussion was in there, so when she and Jason clearly get together at the end of this, that's not a question. Well, you mentioned, I don't know if you mentioned this on the podcast or to me personally, but you wondered if Jason and Jillian are now going to do a bunch of the missionary episodes. I'm, yeah. And Jillian literally said, I grew up on the missions field. I'm just saying. Yeah. It would make sense, because look. I don't think we need to have Jeff Lewis pop into every club episode, but I did like that they at least had an in-universe reason for them to suddenly start doing more missions. I did too. So, I'm trying to think of anything else happened of no. I mean, there are things that happen of no, but I think there's some good dialogue between the characters. Mm-hmm. I cannot imagine it's going to be a what happened to the Silver Streak where Wit is proven wrong about Jason. Maybe... I- I, I went my little twist, like, oh, Jason was actually doing some backdoor shady deals we don't know about. Yeah. That didn't it that didn't intentionally cause this to happen, but led to this happening. It's funny because the idea of Jason being mind controlled is a very interesting concept for some like you, there's a lot you can do with it. It's interesting if the story of this six part thing is gonna end at the end of this. In yes. two episodes, is that going to be the end, or is it going to be one of those things where it does pop up, like the consequence? Like, could Jason be going rogue, and you have like some kind of weird spinoff thing where Jillian, like a like a two or three part where Jillian tries to save him? That would be interesting. You know, I also wonder, and, and then- you know, the one problem with Odyssey is like, you know, we've we've complained about Odyssey's overarching storylines before. Sometimes they're good, sometimes you know they're gonna be disappointing. I do think you could have done something interesting with like Jason, like before, maybe like before this whole six Ella, and you could have done some different things in these six episodes. Have like a whole thing like, oh, Jason was in a car accident, and like have a kind of a storyline about like, oh, he seemed injured, but God like. Helped him get through. And then, but then there's these weird things that happened with Jason, like, over, like, two or three albums, and then they had this. And maybe in, like, episode two they reveal that, like, Jason is, like, 
being mind controlled. Yeah, like they say, there's other video of you like doing these things. Yes, and I, look, I'm not saying Odyssey's never done a slow burn. I get why maybe that. I understand sometimes a slow burn can be hard in this, but yeah. yes, because they have not. And look, I don't want them to get into the semantics of how the mind control works, but they've not revealed like. So if you know we take over Jason's mind and have him do something, does he forget that when they stop, or is this just? Kind of an inception thing. Yeah, that's a good Where it's point. trying to influence his brain. That's a good point, because we said, like, mind control, but we don't know the full extent of that, so maybe some of those issues where they'll just kind of be like, no, it's like, you kind of, we can, like, bring certain things to mind. Right, is it like, honestly, and this would be an interesting way to tie it back into, maybe Jason's more susceptible because he fell victim to the TV boxes in Alaska, where it made people very irrationally angry, but they remember all of it happening. Yeah. So. So that's something we'll have to see. But, and I think we can talk more about that next week. Because it might be like, oh, yeah, it's just like a whispering suggestion. Which, if that's the case, yeah, they, they this is a better way to do it. Yes. Than, like, doing, like, oh, man, Jason, you've been whispering things under your breath for a while. I don't disagree. Yeah. I would also like to talk about how this arc seems to be taking a lot of the B-tier Odyssey female characters and making them bigger parts. Jillian, Sky Feldstein, Dr. Graham. Well, Dr. Graham's been around for a while. Dr. So. Graham's pretty funny. They were just like, oh, like, let's throw in this fun fan char- like character that people know about. But it is just like, what? She was working on mind control? Do you think there's an alternate reality version of this episode where Will Ryan hadn't died, where it's, they call Eugene like, oh yeah, we were also working on these microchips. Oh, I mean, you're right. That's, that is a possibility. Like, you mean they have Eugene come in and Eugene's just like, this is very similar to like the Novacom technology I was working on, which would have been a cooler reveal. Yes, now I also understand this episode was probably recorded a while ago so Will Ryan still could yeah. have been alive and maybe the thought is the chairman started a new company under a different name so nobody knew what was going on. It's true, but it would have been fun to have Eugene come in and look at it and be like this is shockingly similar. Now, for all But I guess Eugene could come in next episode and look at Jason's blood or, like, try to find the yeah. device or something. Part of me wishes, because this would be a good finale for the character, is Eugene looks at everything and says, well, actually, there is a back door to turn everything off. I don't know if they ever got rid of it, if it's still the same program. Yeah. I doubt that's going to happen, but... It's true. Like, you know, Eugene install Like, Eugene's the guy who installed the exhaust port in the Death Star or something. Yeah. Eugene on his final... Final leaving, like set in like a virus or like a backdoor. Yeah. So why wouldn't he have used it way earlier? I know. I I do want to say I hope this does not end with Jason having to pretend to kill himself again. I'm a little worried that's where they're I'm going. I'm very worried that's where they're going with it because it's not bad. But then I mean I guess the difference is you can have the club missionary episodes where it's like Odyssey's not safe for you. But if we keep jumping around to different missions fields. Yes, but I—that's—I I don't want to say that's cartoony, but I, I do know what you mean. I, but we've already done the Jason death fake out once. Yeah. So maybe it won't necessarily be a fake out, but yeah, I know maybe more people in Odyssey will know he's okay. But I, I definitely do get the feeling they're gonna go in the missionary route where he's like in maybe like international or like club stories because right the whole idea is they're able to do this because they know where jason is and a whole thing is that jillian's there because he refuses to leave odyssey yes 
which is a little strange. Yeah. Or maybe he'll get some help from his friends, the last chance detectives. Who knows? Uh, all right, I think that... Okay, so we've got two episodes left. What are our theories for where things are going? So you have to think we have, like, 40 minutes. Like, 40 to 50 minutes yes, and left I... of content, which is, you know, a good amount of time for stuff to happen. I I feel like they're going to try to figure out how susceptible Jason is. Yes. I think... I mean, it's such high stakes with, like, missile launches. Yeah, that was the one thing. Oh, we're launching missiles. That's a little heavy. Right. They've already launched one. So it's like... And there were no casualties, thankfully. Right, but if they have those codes, like, if that's part of it and they have all the codes, I am kind of just like, wait, so, like, they can launch it, like... Are they stationed in Odyssey? I mean, I guess maybe it's that they're at the TV station. Oh, that's a thing. Probably... Or, like, Pull House is going to go and, like, find their, like, lab and that, like, Feldstein's there at the lab or, like, whatever. Yeah. They'll have to type in applesauce. Now, here's the question, because you are right. Every episode's had to end with a big twist. What is going to be the twist for episode five? Oh, uh, I mean, hold on. I got to sneeze. Keep talking. My question is over under... <laughs> That it turns out to be Mitch. It won't be Mitch. I think they're the Odyssey writers are quite done with Mitch. I think if they brought Mitch back, he would be a larger part of the storyline. I think probably it's just going to be the reveal of the chairman or the reveal of something with Novacom or like... Yeah. Or Novacom was the last wish of Dr. Blackbird. Or it's going to... Well, that that would be a lot. The chairman is Blackguard. They've just turned Blackguard into the Kang the Conqueror of Adventures and Odyssey. He's everyone. Um, <laughs> but no, I do think that, you know, I think it's just going to be some, maybe at most it's like Jason, like, attacks Jillian. Yes. From the mind control. I think it's going to be that or the, like, the reveal of the chairman or something. Or like a fake out reveal about Jillian being evil. Then when the episode starts, it's, oh no, that was not what it seemed. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the the biggest problem is it just depends if any threads from this storyline are going to continue. So are they going to like take out the chairman in episode six? Or is the chairman now just like a reoccurring villain? In Odyssey, like, is he going to foil the plan and the chair? And they don't actually, like, see the chairman, and the chairman's like, I'm going to take out Odyssey and becomes a new blackguard. Well, that could work. I think an interesting thread for, like, the 2023 Club episodes could be Jillian and Jason hunting down the chairman, but also having to do it in the guise of missions field work, which would be a little weird, but Odyssey's done that before. Yeah, so it's hard for me to predict because it really depends if they wrap it up. If they wrap it up, I think it's going to be very fast-paced. Yes. If they don't wrap it, if they don't wrap it up, and the chairman's going to be like a reoccurring thing after this, I think they have a lot of places it can go. I would agree because they've they have not announced much about the next album, other than there are definitely standalone episodes in it. So it's not going to be you know the next album seventy five. I think it is is going to be a continue is going to be another six episode arc. I do kind of wonder if this is a big enough success. Will they start doing that? Where here are six episodes about Mori and the gang. Uh, I kind of hope not because I I as much as I think this is fun and I enjoy this. Yes. I do think it a little bit, 
it a little bit throws off other continuing storylines because a lot of Odyssey now, and I do like this, I think sometimes, you know, there's good and bads, but it's following a lot of character arcs more so than the old show did. I, I was about to say, as much, I agree this is a fun side story, but it, it does feel like, oh, we're not really looking at what's going on with Mori, and it will be almost a year and a half the next time we hear from them. What's going on with Buck and Jules? What's going on with Wooten and Penny? And yeah. It's like, and it's like all that, you know, I... I enjoyed this story-based thing a lot. Like, I really enjoyed Novacom. I really enjoyed the Blackguard stuff. But then they have a lot of things where it's more like these character arcs and where are these characters going. Yes. And it's that you need a balance. So as much as I want more long, like, and enjoy the long-term stories, you know, even sometimes they end... Disappointingly. Yeah, disappointingly. I do think you kind of got to balance it out. Yes, so we've got two episodes left, and we'll see where this goes. For all we know, Maury's involved somehow. But anyway, next week we will do episode five, which I believe is called Dawn, and then episode six is called New Day. So, I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time. Look, my day job as a firefighter is tough, but my night job as a social media manager, my Persian cat Jinxie, that's intense. It's 8 p.m., I've finally gotten home from another 24-hour shift, and I just want to kick back with a cold one, but... Old Jinxie knocks my beer right off the counter and gives me that look that says, no drinking on the clock. But Heineken Zero Zero keeps us both happy. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing. So I get my drink and I can still work on Jinxie's new line of merch. Heineken Zero Zero. 0.0% alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an adventure through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventures Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will here with John, and we're finally going to do the fifth episode of 28 Hours, Break of Dawn. And this is probably releasing the same day as our normal episode. So much like when your minute for mission at church goes a little too long, it's two episodes for the price of one. <laughs> Very true. Yes. Okay. I so wonder, I wonder how widespread the term minute for mission is amongst different denomination that's quite possible moment for mission when your missions person comes to talk something like that yeah something like that okay so let so this is the last next to last episode you know the description talks about the stakes are more personal than they could possibly have imagined i thought maybe like wit had wronged somebody or something but clearly it's just jason's life hangs in the balance yeah so i think I think with episode four and five, these do really good job to heighten the stakes. I get the sense, and we've talked about this before, I get the sense that this story is just going to stop the bomb threat and Jason's mind being controlled. I think you're right, Will, that either that there may be more episodes after that involving the chairman. Yes. I don't see how in like a 20 to 30 minute episode, they could wrap up all those plot points. Cause at that point, this could have really been anyone. It didn't have to be the chairman. I would agree. It feels a little like a cheap pop. If they just wrap it up. I, my only problem is, does this mean it's going to be one album of kids stories every year this year? Then next summer, we're going to get like 28 hours part two, or is this going to like transfer over to the club episodes? I wonder if it's going to, I mean, I think what we're going to see is a new storyline, whether it's 
mainly done in the club or whether it's mainly done in the main albums but my guess is it's going to be um jillian and jason going to try to get the chairman i would agree i'm assuming these are going to be again fun not side adventures but yeah I'd, I'd be down for that we could use some more glow popping it does feel a little bit like we finally wrapped up buck's story let's move on to something else well I think Odyssey, and I mean, we sometimes complain about the story arcs. I think I've complained about sometimes the story arc things, but it does keep people engaged. You are, we were wondering what's going to happen with Mori, what's going to happen with these characters. So I do think it's a good way to keep people engaged in Odyssey because the truth is you're kind of like, okay, well, I, I'll, even if you're like losing interest, you're like, I do want to know what happens with these characters. So from a pure like fan engagement standpoint it makes a lot of sense to do that like to do this it's like okay even if these don't directly involve odyssey anymore like after this this is like the only one that directly impacts odyssey i could very well see the next chain of episodes being more directly involved with like the next story arc is them going after it and, like, you know, they can meet different people along the way. Maybe even, like, Jason's grandson, who I always forget his name, even though we just did Monty. an episode about him. Monty coming back for, like, a two-parter in there. Or, like, even, like, Tasha. Maybe, except, is Tasha in jail? I don't think so. No, she's not in jail. I always... No, she was just in it. I always mix up Tasha and the woman from the death the deaf girl episode the blind the blind sorry not deaf girl blind girl episode um who then apparently tried to steal the model of the statue of liberty oh right okay i always get those two confused in my head i let me say this i if they were gonna i'm under the impression given this that if they were gonna wrap it up they would have had more I feel like they wrote this storyline thinking, oh, this could be six episodes. And then they looked at it completely and they're like, oh, we have like five episodes. Because there is some padding near the first, in the first kind of two, three episodes of this. Yes. Not horrible padding, but like a, a little bit of padding. And so I, I get the sense that if, if it's like, they could have just had more time to wrap up the chairman thing and like, I just feel like there's not enough time to wrap up all those storylines and then have kind of some fluff at the beginning. I mean, I, I do agree. That's why I kind of wonder if we are going into a new story arc. or. But then I thought about it. If it was a club story, wouldn't they set it up in the club? I, I mean, but here's the thing. I think this is a... One, because if Jason suddenly never appears for like a few years true they probably want people in the main episodes to know wait why did that happen that's a good i point. think that's one definite thing about it i think also encourages people to subscribe to the club that is true and because for all we know this is what they're doing because right now the only club episode according to the wiki at least confirmed for next year is something about a football game at odyssey high going horribly wrong and it features buck jay and cooper so I, I have to team up. Someone is dying in that episode. 
But um, or getting severely injured. I think I would. The reason I think they may continue it is if because if the whole first five episodes have been all killer and like they were using all their time brilliantly, I would be like, oh yeah, of course. Like maybe they have to wrap it up quickly. And, like, I could see them maybe doing it. But it did feel like there was some filler at the beginning of this storyline. And so, if if then they have to scramble to wrap everything up in 25 minutes, it's going to seem weird to me. So that's why I think they're going to fix the bomb threat, fix the Jason threat, and then be like, we got to go after... Well, first, it's going to be something like, Jason's going to be like, it's not safe for me to say an odyssey and we gotta go after this guy yes and if jillian's on administrative leave i wonder if they're gonna be doing this like under the radar yeah i don't know i don't know if odyssey wants to encourage doing that but vigilantism or or something maybe it's like they're in a layer of under a layer of the government or something so everyone thinks they were fired but really they're working for a deep state or something not deep state you know what i mean yeah yeah. i don't think we even talked about the cliffhanger do we talk about that it was the bomb that it's the bomb in the basement of the hospital i do want to say at least it was not in wit's end yeah i was gonna say i thought it was gonna be something at the tv station because they kept talking about the tv station and it could still happen at something could still happen at the TV station, but yes, it's true. It did feel like we spent an exorbitant amount of time in the TV station for it just to be a location we wound up being at for a while. Yeah, I get the idea is like, especially if they didn't have some confrontation with Sky. Yes. So I'm, I'm dreadfully curious what what the deal with Sky is gonna be. I maybe Guy Feldstein's coming back. Or Edwin Blackard's going to take over the TV station. Well, it definitely seems more like... Well, that would be fun. But uh, it definitely feels more sinister in some ways. Because it literally... Didn't one of the villains literally mention Sky by name? Yes. I think in this episode. So it's like... She is directly involved somehow. Yes. I'll be curious to see how that unfolds. Maybe they're chasing Sky in these upcoming episodes. What was I going to mention? Oh, I am curious, because they... And this is more me thinking about timing. They said there's 11 minutes till the bomb goes off. So is it going to be the first 11 minutes or them defu... Not in real time, obviously. The first 11 minutes are them defusing the bomb, or does it keep cutting between stories? So it's going to be one of those classic Odyssey, we save the day, then have 30 seconds. Bye, everybody. I wonder if it is the first 11 minutes of the episode are... Because that's such a specific time. Yes. Like, that's such a specific amount of time. Also, the other storyline is... <laughs> the other storyline is just Jason getting a surgery. So I don't know how much there really is in terms of radio drama. Well, I mean, there's that doctor who's... I guess who's... The, dro- the, yeah, the doctor who's actually in on the villain scheme. Yes, which, look, I know this. the whole idea is supposed to go deeper. That was a little too convenient. Well, I guess in your thought is they probably did need some sort of brain surgeon to insert the chip. I know. I know. Well, because Mr. Calhoun is apparently this amazing brain surgeon who had to slide through the snow to save Jules' life. 
maybe that was part of it. Part of me wishes it had been Mr. Calhoun, so at least it was a character we knew, like, oh, wow, this goes really deep, and sometimes we can't trust people. I also get the suspicion, because they made him such a hero in the Snow Day episodes, they were not about to pull the, let's have him be evil yeah. trigger. You could tell they really didn't want to pull the evil trigger. Like, when Skyfeld sees a person <laughs> they have to pull the evil trigger with. Yes. And they couldn't even make that the one, like, Dr. Um, what's her name? Who Dr. Did the- Graham. Dr. Graham, they couldn't even make her evil, just that she was involved in shady things that she disagreed with in her past. Yeah. Yes. So you know, it's it's clear they didn't want like maybe the one thing with Sky Feldstein is maybe a certain Ted Humphreys will now take over the television station. I mean he's a news anchor, that's not normally how it works. Ted, you have most seniority here. We're giving it to you. Oh, I, I mean, more Ted Humphreys is always a good thing. <laughs> but, all right, I want to talk a little about the storyline involving Jesus. I mean, Jason. <laughs> okay. Yes, Jason is doing the right thing. I found it a little interesting Odyssey drew such a strong Jesus parallel. Yeah, I mean... It's true. I mean, it's hard because any character willing to sacrifice them lives in a and it's a Christian show just immediately draws Jesus parallels. Yes. Uh, I'm only saying because did you listen to the whole wraparound with Chris? Uh, I I think so. Remind me what it was because I she, don't ever remember it. You know, she's like, There's a bomb in the basement. And then she was talking about you know Jason really did a good thing, sacrificing himself for the greater good, even if it was going to kill him. Now, you can do things like that, too, even if you can't have brain surgery. You can sweep your floors, or do more chores around the house, or be nice to your siblings, which I got what the point was. It did feel a little bit like, do we need, should we really conflate being nicer to your siblings with having to have a brain surgery to make sure the planet doesn't get nuked? Yeah, I do feel like lately with the Chris wraparounds, they've tried really hard to show how some of these situations can apply. Like, sometimes you don't necessarily... Ha- you can just show that, like, right, this is, like, what... Like, I feel like... Maybe I... I'm... Like, the episode where Tom Riley's son... Where you find out how Tom Riley's son died and how his Tom Riley's son sacrificed himself for that kid. Yes. I... I, I, I guess here's the thing. The context here is that Jason probably will not die. I would, I mean, they might fake his death so he can go on more adventures, which I'd be a little annoyed by. I but. would say I'm 95% confident they're not going to kill off Jason. Yes, I would agree. I, I w- so, like, the differences in the context of everything, it's probably not as bad. I feel like... If he actually did die and they made that parallel, I think it's a little, it's a little, like... Ugh. Yeah, it's a little more, uh, like, just let it sit and be like, Jason made a, a incredibly hard choice that, like, most of us may not be able to make or would be scared to make, but it's also the choice that Jesus made. Right. And with the Chris wraparounds, I do think they always struggle trying to get one in for every episode of a multi-part arc. 
I don't think every episode mm-hmm. of this arc necessarily needs to end with a huge lesson. Because I get the feeling that you know, it's going to be about trusting other people, sacrifice. Maybe we could have just had one big Chris wraparound that broke it all down. Yeah. Now, let me say this. I actually, I think it adds a lot of stakes. I do think Odyssey likes people to come across some giant countdown thing to create suspense. Isn't it only this in Novacom? Well, there's the bomb in the elevator shaft, which turned out to be a stink bomb. Yes. What, what, was there any, I thought there was something maybe like that for Blackguard. I mean, there were I guess not. Bomb, there were bombs in the tunnel, but I think he had the detonator. You're right. It's really only. I guess I'm overthinking. I guess like those are just two. Well, I guess the being like 11 minutes. If it's real time, it's going to be kind of funny because the only other truly real time episode was the bomb counting another down. bomb situation. Yes. Um, now it probably, you're right, it probably won't necessarily be real time, but yeah, I guess I'm just thinking more because the other time with, like, a Novacom-related thing, it was, like, a timer counting down. Can we also just point out the whole Pull House storyline has been dropped? I think it's gonna, I think they wanted Pull House in here somehow, that's possible. I wonder I wonder if the pole house Feldstein angle was added later in the process when they needed some more time to fill or maybe it's going to become super relevant in this last episode. I have yeah. to see how it how it plays out. Yes, I know people are theorizing his new sidekick is going to be evil or something and I hate to say it. And I'm not going to say this every time a character feels like they were shoehorned in. Was this at one point going to be Eugene? Oh, going after Feldstein? Yes. No, I I mean, because I feel like they probably recorded this before Will Ryan died. Or close to it. He might have, in the last couple months, he might have been too sick to record and it just wasn't made public. Yeah, that that's very possible. I think... Because it's, like, a crime-related thing to start off. My guess is they had some thing with Pole House in here to some extent. Yeah, I'm looking to see if I can find out what it was. But, yeah, I do... I don't know if Will Ryan would have necessarily fit in... He could have definitely played a part in this. Like, Eugene could have definitely played a part in this. I don't know if it would have been in the role of going after Feldstein. Maybe, Maybe Eugene was supposed to be with... Oh, that's possible. Um, Be with them as, like, another kind of side thing. Yeah, I don't see anything. So, anyway. It does It does surprise me there's no kids in this storyline. Yeah, it, that is actually true. Huh. Like, even, like, Novacom had, like, a lot of it was the adult stuff, but kids would get involved, like, you know, throughout it. And, like, it just, it, it's interesting to me, not even, like, figuring out that Guy felt like, not Guy Feldstein, that Feldstein was involved, was, like, was part of it. Because I felt, that would feel like a thing for, like, the kids to find out very easily. 
Yes. Uh, I would say I, I appreciate this arc in that it focuses more on the adults, and I've said this before, for a, for the first time in a while, and going back to listen to the early episodes, you do forget how much of it is kid-focused until, like, Eugene and them roll around, and we get some episodes that are yeah. less about child drama. Anyway, I think we're going to start capping it off here so it's not too, too long, and we've got two other episodes to record today. So, let's give our big theory as to what's going to happen. I think... To be honest, I think they're going to defuse the bomb. I think Jason's going to come out of it okay. I think, I think, um, I just forgot, we just talked, I just said his name. What's the police officer's name? I'm Pole House. Names. Pole House. I think Pole House is going to confront Sky, and Sky's going to redeem herself and, like, figure out a way to stop the bomb. Yes. And that's going to be one way they use to stop it. Or, like, she's going to come in some way to help. And then I think Jason's going to be okay. I think the wrap-up's going to be then they're like, we have to go after him. Yes. Like, we have to go after it. And I think that's going to be the episode. And I think it's going to, that'd be a good conclusion, you know, to the whole storyline. I think... Would I prefer when they made such a big deal that this was like a six-part thing to have some big, major, game-changing stakes? Or like some big resolution, like seemingly big resolution? Kinda? But at the same time, I'm kind of okay Yes. to just have it end there and have this new storyline with Jason and Jillian. If that's what it is. See, I think it's all going to be the Room of Consequence. Uh, no, so I think there's a firm possibility... Now that Connie is out of the room, Wit's going to try to start defusing it and Jillian pulls a gun on him because she's still actually evil. But Jason was never on the operating table. Or like they mentioned in the last episode, he had not been put under yet. He was just on some loopy medicine. Jason left the operating table and takes Jillian out. So then it's still Jason traveling around the world stopping the chairman. And Jillian turns out to be evil. Yes. I mean... Look, they could pull that, but this whole part of this whole six episode thing is to kind of reform Jillian into like a more like interesting like I know, character. I know. And this is obviously something more like a CBS soap opera would do as opposed to, you know, a Christian radio show teaching kids to trust people, but yeah. I'm I kind of doubt it at this point. We'll find out in just a couple. When they of did the possible, when they did the possible evil tease at the end of the first episode, and then said, "No, you're good." It would be kind of weird to have then another evil tease. Yes. Well, that wraps it up for this episode. Keep an eye on the main feed for the final episode of Twenty Eight Hours in a day or two after it comes out. So I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time. You're about to listen to a podcast full of wonder, excitement, and discovery. It's time for an Adventure Through Odyssey. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Adventure Through Odyssey podcast, Odyssey Revisited. I'm Will, here with John, and we've got a, a sadness and a praise. After six weeks, 28 hours is over, and we're all feeling a little sad about that. However, after six weeks, the rehearsal is also over on HBO, which is a very happy moment. Well, 
Now that Will watched it, but he doesn't have to hear me mention it anymore. Yes. Um, I doubt, I doubt, I don't think people, I don't know if our fan base, the people listening to this are the people who are watching that show. Well, yeah, but the blue checks on Twitter are going to love that I name dropped it. I suppose so. Um, but let's get talking into this final episode of 28 Hours. Yes, so... I liked where it ended in terms of the story. In terms of where some of the characters were left, I felt a little wanting. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. I think it did end... Story-wise, it ended strong. I think... And I kind of mentioned this in the last reaction. I'm happy that, given how we were going into episode 6, that this is actually going to be like a... This is the start of a bigger kind of plot line. Yes. Like, with the uh, chairman versus just, like, a quick wrap-up. You know, because that's even kind of how it felt like it was going. I would agree. And, you know, there's a lot of... It it would have seemed a little messy to wrap it all up uh, very quickly. Um, But I get... I mean, if you mean the characters with... And we might as well dive into this with Jillian and Officer Burke... Yes, yes, um, that's kind of what I meant, so, and I'm aware this is what single Christians say before they get into a relationship and act like a relationship is the greatest thing ever, and being single is horrible, I don't think everybody needs to be in a relationship, it is a little unfortunate, they spent the entire six episodes teasing this, only to say, okay, we'll wrap it up again at some point in the near future. Right, that we're gonna have this be another tease. I mean, you know, no right. one in Odyssey can just really easily get together and have a just kind of norm like their relationship be a norm. Now, in fairness, with Jason and Jillian, it's a really weird instance, so it doesn't feel as bad. I agree. Had this it been like makes Jason more and- sense? Had the whole album teased Jason and Connie, then the rug got pulled out from under us, I'd probably be screaming into the microphone right now. Yeah. It's just Odyssey loves their long, uh, long romance right. building. Well, I think it's also the unfortunate downside of we have 12 album episodes a year and they use the albums to advance the story and the club episodes are the fun ones. I kind of wonder if they changed it to on the first of the month, we got an album episode and then on the 15th of the month, we got a club episode. Would everything feel like it's at least moving a little faster? Maybe, but I feel like, I will say this, that would not have done well for this particular storyline. Because I think the week-to-week model, I think if you had done the, um, you had to wait a month, I think people would have started losing interest. I, I do think you're right. So, yeah, that, you're right. Because I think when we come down to it, I think, I think, I don't think it's bad necessarily that it's six episodes. I think... I I feel like it could have been a tighter, like, three or four episodes. I think three would have been too short. I feel like maybe, like, four would have fit well, but then it was kind of, like, spill... And maybe they were like, oh, it's spilling over to a fifth. And then at a fifth, they're like, well, let's just make it a whole album story arc. I would agree. Which, which isn't bad, but na- then I think, like... Okay, well, what's the finale of this chairman thing going to be? Is it going to be, like, a whole year-long thing? I do, I mean, maybe it'll cross over whatever Maury and the gang are up to, just so it doesn't feel like it's... 
too mm-hmm. much. Because that, that was one thing that really worked with Novacom. There was a kid's part of the story and an adult's part of the story that kind of converged. Although it was definitely the adult saving the day at the end. So. Well, I, 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 I appreciate that with Novacom. I feel like having one of the kids come and be the ultimate savior of the world would have been kind of weird. Yes. Now, I, I actually wonder, between this and the Olivia's Faith arc, which I know was kind of broken up over two albums, is every, if, if either hits, is in a year or two, every Odyssey six-episode album going to be one interlinked story? It doesn't even have to be a big one like this. Maybe it's just four or five subplots that play out over six episodes. <laughs> I'll say this, I would not mind that as much if it meant that some of the storylines are, are like, through quicker. Like, the whole Olivia's Faith arc yes. would have been a rough arc to just kind of go through over years of episodes. Yes. Like, like in this one, you also couldn't really do that. So in some respects, I do like it in that regard, but I also think... You know, you can have a four or five episode story and then have like a six stray episode. Now, then we get the complaints where I feel like when we talk about Darkness Before Dawn in the past, we're like, why is there an 11th episode? It it feels nicer to have a six part episode. Yes. It, I feel like it would have been more exciting to be like, oh, there's a three part episode involving something with Jason. That sounds like really like interesting and then it happens and we're like blown away that it's like the chairman and like all this stuff like in some effects i think some of the surprise and hype got dimmed a little bit by it being like oh this is a six episode album i i guess i would concur and we can talk more about structures of, of later albums at the end of the episode i wouldn't mind talking about how we wrap up the episode yeah so i liked that Okay, I, I, I'm debating, and maybe someone who works in a hospital can tell me this. Is there a procedure for if you're mid-surgery and the building is under siege? Well, it seems like they were already kind of, like, ignoring some of the rules for Jason being like, we'll do the surgery, and it's like, we're gonna do it this, like, this day. Like, prepare for, like, a brain. Like, I think in no... I get, like, it's really weird circumstances... But because it wasn't life-threatening, I wonder if they would have even done the surgery that quickly. I was shocked. I was like, Jason's in the surgery already? I know. And that's also when I knew they probably weren't going to kill anybody off and the bomb was going to be defused. Because they were not going to kill off Jason, Dr. Graham, and Mr. Calhoun all in one go. Unless they were going to do like some really big story arc about grief. Then maybe. But yeah, I, I cannot imagine now, Odyssey doing let- something that devastating. I will say this, no offense, but considering that Wit... Sorry, everyone, that was a a timer. Uh, Considering that Wit and Jillian both have worked for, like, security agencies, you would think they would be like, oh, that random word we saw in that piece of paper. Now, of course, they have more stuff going on in the pressure of the situation, but I was like, oh, it's probably whatever that other word was on that piece of paper. You see, I didn't even think about that because it was so long ago and they hadn't brought it up. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought it was in, like, the last... Oh, it, no, it was in the last episode because they mentioned the paper again. Not the fourth word, but it's like, what was the, the numbers on that piece of paper? Oh, yeah. Do you need to go take out the it's meatballs? Like, yeah, that's how they found the room number. Yeah. Hold on, everyone. I gotta take out some meatballs.
How difficult is this at a microwave timer? Because microwave sucks. I kid you not. John, how effing hard is this? You can't cancel it, so I accidentally did five minutes, so it's gonna go off again in four and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes I admit it's a faulty system okay. so we get the bomb diffused you know I, I, I liked Paul House being a hero running through I found the joke where he shouted what did Jillian do this time very funny that was a very funny joke. I don't know if it was super appropriate given the hospital was close to blowing up. I know, like, in the w fiction of the show, it's not a joke, but... Yeah. Yeah, so speaking of Jillian, the big character change we have at the end. Okay. Now, I am probably about to set feminism back about 50 years by saying this, but, um... Okay. Well, that's just a regular on this podcast. Oh my gosh. I feel like Odyssey was to some extent trying to have their cake and eat it too with Jillian's characterization. Because I went back and listened to the other episodes. She's not the brightest bulb in the box, but she's not a total moron. I feel like they are now writing her like an Officer Harley level total moron, but can get away with it because don't worry, she's putting on an act. Yeah, I mean... Right, I think that's why, because now it's clear that it's all fake and she's actually, like, intelligent. They're like, oh, let's do it as dumb as we want. Like, now it's, like, just a, it's as much of a joke as we can make it. Yes, although, but, but if I were Witter Connie... <laughs> I don't see how that set it back. I don't know, I was worried I was going to say something offensive. Like, I feel like we can't have a goofy female character without it being an act or something, but, you know, we can have idiotic male characters in literally anything, but that's not important, so... Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. I... Not that I'm agreeing, but, like, I see your point with that. So, but, like, so the hairdryer scene, or, like, the... You know, Jillian came to the hospital because she choked on an ice cube. I liked the... I like the setup of, is everything just gonna be Jillian making up stuff and Paul House is the exasperated straight man. I'm very much here for that. Yeah, that seems like a good kind of direction. What I am a little worried about is if are they going to tell Jules or are we just going to kind of have character Jillian until we have another spy episode? She snaps out of it and not snaps out of it. She's not under a, a trance or anything. She she goes back to normal Jillian and then has to be back to kind of dumb Jillian around Jules. I, I think they should tell her is my point. But if I were winner, I feel like for the, I feel like for the most part, what you're gonna see is Jillian specifically like showing up, and there's an acknowledgement that she's actually putting on an act from now on. Yes, now and because if I were Winter Connie after that whole thing with the ice cube, I might sit her down and say, Jillian, you need to tone it down like ten percent, or people are gonna catch on. Yeah. So. Well, when what I thought you were getting at at the end is it definitely felt like. They like up until now there was kind of some flirt like Jillian flirtation with Jason. Yes. 
And like even at the beginning, like they kind of tease that. And now is it like, is it going to be it was an act to give an excuse for like keeping tabs on him? And now Jason's going after her? Or is it going to be something like, oh, I have to date this guy as a cover? You mean Burke? Yeah. I mean, it is a good point. Burke is dating, I assume, character Jillian. So I can't imagine that lasting very long. Right, I feel like that's almost setting up an episode about, like, lying to someone. I don't disagree. I I will be curious to see where they take it, because I'm assuming that's the path they're going down to some extent. But if I have to pitch a Jillian in character episode, can we have an episode where she's in a wheelchair for, like, something that happened at the antique shop, but she makes up some ridiculous story, but the whole episode, Connie's frustrated, she has to keep pushing her around? That'd be pretty funny. That that just feels like something they would do. I could be wrong, but... No, it feels like it could be a plot line. I feel like... Hold on. You want me to eat raw meatballs now? Well, no. I thought they were frozen. No. Well, the meat was frozen. And then I... Keep going. All right, you were talking. You can go. Oh. So, I, I'm i not super annoyed we're going to do this whole Jillian has a cover thing. I think that's fine. I think it's a little interesting Odyssey has opted to say, well, now we can write all these dumb person jokes without the person actually being dumb. But that's just me. Uh, I, I like the Pull House straight man thing, as I've said. The thing that just bothered me was, oh, we're resetting Jason to zero again. Like, to the point where, when Connie said, well, Jason, there was something I wanted to tell you. There's a pause, then Jason just said, says, Connie, did you just kiss me? (laughs) I truly felt like, is this where we're going? Because I'd kind of be okay with that. I actually think I thought that, too, for a second. Like, it was like, wait, what? It was such a weird setup. I should have realized we were going all the way back to the jumper cables but yeah no but i thought it was a good end i think it is it will be fun to kind of have an odyssey overarching villain and there's a very good reason why he's gonna target odyssey is because it seems like argus odyssey has messed up his plans twice that is true i just i wonder how much is it gonna be like oh there's like intersperse like intersperse things or is it going to be here's like a twelve episode arc? Like here's like an epi- like here's like a year long. Yes. So the only thing, thing I could see, and I don't know if they planned this when they started writing it, I could see them eventually bringing the Maury, Emily, Susu, Cooper, you know, Odyssey's Joker storyline, as John called it at one point, into this mm-hmm. one. Just so in five years when we look back on the whole thing, we don't think, wow, we really wasted a lot of time doing nothing while this was going on. So that way, well, these episodes are tangentially connected. I feel like what's more likely to happen is the whole, like, storyline with this 
kid they're following is gonna end and then the big finale with the chairman's gonna start and they're gonna be like we don't have any more cases like we caught this kid where do we go from here and they like start getting caught up in the conspiracy is 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 my guess because i don't know how those two things could be connected but you know i agree well because it has a lot to do with computers maybe it's not explicitly connected but maybe they just happen across some information like the kids did with Aram fair oh no if if Aram comes back like what would the reaction to that be I think what it would be if they brought Aram back what it would be is they'd bring him back and it'd be someone else it would what if they just did a full circle and it was Richard Maxwell I feel like what would be so it could be they could do that I mean I could see them bringing back Richard Maxwell I I wonder if it would be one of the two kids for, who originally met Aram. That oh that would be a good one. Is that who was that um Alex and Jared Cal and Alex It was not Jared. Okay. Yeah. If one if Alex or Cal came back as Aram, the fans would go crazy. Yes, I agree. But I feel like it would be if they did that they'd like tease Aram and then it'd be like, "Oh, it's not Mitch." Or they would call Mitch and be like, are you Aram again? And Mitch would be like, no, Connie, I'm enjoying a, a time with my family. Goodbye. And hang up the phone. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to trigger everybody. No, no, it wouldn't even be that. It would just be Wit comes back. I just got off the phone with Mitch. He said it's not him. You're right. That's all they would do. So. Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, so. Overall, I think it was good. Some of the setup for later, little annoying. I do think this is like the first adult continuing arc we've had for a while, isn't it? I think so. I guess all the wound I mean, and penny marriage stuff, but yeah, the wound and penny marriage stuff. Which I mean, I'm I'm excited about where it's gonna go. I think my I think the storyline and how everything wrapped up and it was a good ending. I think the second half is very good in terms of where everything's going. I just think there's a little bit of fluff in the first half where it feels like. They drew it out a little bit, but I understand because also when you get to five episodes, there's kind of like, okay, let's complete this by making it six. I also, I also think they clearly wanted to end this on a everything's fine note. I don't think they wanted to end this on Jason uncovering some conspiracy because to do that, you would, you could have added more to the other episodes to properly set that up. Right. And when I saw where it was going, it's kind of clear that's what it was. Yes. Oh, yeah. This is more than anything to tell people the chairman's like a new big bad in Odyssey and that Jillian is a spy. Yes, I would agree. That's that's what the purpose of the six episodes particularly was. Absolutely. Besides teaching like the Christian morals. Like if you're talking about the Odyssey, where the Odyssey story arcs are going. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So I think we're done talking about this story. Anything else you want to say about it? No, I think we wrapped it up. And, you know, I am really, ex- I'm really excited to where they're going to take it. Yes, I would agree. I think there's a lot of potential for some things to happen. So at the time we are recording this, it is Monday, the 22nd of August. On Wednesday, the 
24th of August, they're going to reveal the new album. Now, I don't know if that means just the title and the cover art, or they're going to reveal what the six episodes are. But we do have three of them, but they're all synopses, so I'm just going to read them, and we can try to suss out what they are. I'll probably do a little reaction to what they reveal. So we have... Gotcha. If I can find it. I'm on the wrong page again. All right, so we've got... The first episode we have listed is called Girls' Night. Now, that's listed as an upcoming episode, so it could be a club episode, but we know nothing else about it other than, other than that it's called Girls' Night. If I have to guess, I think it's going to, especially with what we just found out about Jillian, it's going to somehow involve Jillian and, like, the secret, and it's probably going to have Connie, and then I could see maybe Jules and maybe Penny. Right. I mean, maybe... What's her name? Bridget. See, my first thought was it was going to be a Jules, Bri- who, who? a Jules Bridget episode. Oh, I mean, it very well could be. I guess I'm thinking it would be fun because I feel like all these like like Penny, Connie, Jillian, you know, are all like interconnected and we haven't really seen them hang out in a while. That is true. And I think it could be a funny dynamic, Connie, knowing this is that oh. Jillian is faking her stupidity. Yes, you might be right. And then Penny, we have an episode about Penny struggling not to tell Wooten or something. Yeah. All right. The next episode is Renee Renewed, which has Renee and Horace in it. That's all we really know. Okay. I, I'm assuming this is going to be, like, the attempt to replace Eugene with those two, at least temporarily. Because I can't Probably. imagine we're just going to dump Eugene and either not give him a send-off episode or not do something to explain where he is. This is really bad, but I always forget. Has Renee accepted Christ? No, I think that that might be why it's called Renee Renewed. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Because that's clearly where they want to go with it eventually. It is a little weird that Ark is making the jump from the club to the normal albums. Yeah. And then we do actually have a synopsis for this one. Value in the process. How are Maury and Susu adjusting to their new situation? What do they contribute to the Whitaker household? Who is older? Maury or Susu? Winky face. That last one might have been a joke someone wrote in. (laughs) That's, uh, I mean, that's kind of... I'm the only surprising thing about that episode happening is it hasn't happened sooner. Well, let's let's think about this. They moved in with Wit at the end of that three-parter. Yeah, I guess you're right. It feels like we've been dragging our feet on this for a bit. Hasn't it been at least a year? I I am checking because I think the episode where like everything about Mori being revealed was 2020. Yeah, I think that's actually very possible. And, like, they have other things to do. And Odyssey, like, timeline, you know, clearly they're not trying to... They're clearly, like, throwing away, like, any sense of, like, time moving forward. Yeah. So I'm looking... Yeah, the original release date was July 2020. And, right, I I do think it was probably more important to do the, you know, building the team sort of thing. But, yes, it is noticeable, oh, we're just now doing this episode. Right. Because I wanted to see, because clearly it's like, oh, yeah, them in the Wit household, like, that 
that opens up just as many storylines as being with uh, Emily. Emily, yeah. Maybe they just remade a member of the family. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, then the other two we have are Untitled Civil War episode and Untitled Pole House episode, both of which are clubs, so we'll come back to those. So, yeah. I guess we'll see. I'm curious if this new album's gonna, if it's just gonna be the ty- the cover art, but I could also see them revealing the six episodes because they want to make an event out of this. I agree. Alright, so I think that wraps it up. So you can enjoy this episode, then I'll probably put together a mega cut of all of our discussion about this, so you can kind of see our thoughts evolve as it goes, and it's easy content. Uh, The first Our Wildest Summer Ever episode is going to be posted in a few days, so I'm Will. I'm John. We'll see you next time. Alright. Stop the recording. Oh, sorry. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.